Welcome to another new episode of Tony the Movie Guy, the podcast. This week we have a really special guest, Jim Meskimen. He's an actor and an impressionist and an amazingly nice guy. We were just so excited to have him on the podcast. He is so entertaining. He has tons of projects going on, so please keep an eye out for him. Go look at his past stuff. It is amazing. Um, I'm going to go ahead and play it because I just want to listen to it all over again. Okay, guys, have fun. All right. Hello, everyone. This is Tony, the movie guy, and... Yanny. Oh, Money Yanny. That's right. Miss Money Yanny. I can't Yanny. remember it for the life of me, Tony. Okay. I don't know what to say. You need to drill it. I know, I know. All right. We're really excited because we've got a very special guest with us today. It's Mr. Jim Meskimen. Hello. All right. And Jim Meskimen, I mean, you've been working for about, what, 25 years? Longer. And, yeah, professionally. Longer. Yeah. I mean, obviously... You since 1984. Since so 1984? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah, pro actor since 1984. Yeah, so you, you act, you're a comedian, you do stand-up and impressions. Well, I, I don't do so much stand-up. I, I, do, uh, I do impressions and I do an act, you know, live show, but I don't, um, like I didn't do the comedy club thing. I, okay. didn't, uh, I didn't like the lifestyle that I saw. And I'm, I, you know, my background is theater, improv theater and regular old theater. And so I, I, I'm, I don't like to be in a, doing my thing and have waiters saying, you know, you have to pay for that now, you know, and <laughs> clinking glasses and dropping trays and stuff. So I'm sort of spoiled. I like the theater. So That's fantastic. But yeah, I do a lot of different things. I feel like you have to, uh, in my case, you have to, I don't, you know, shine so brightly in any one area. So I need to kind of keep a lot of fires going all over the place well we're all fans and we think you're Thank incredibly you. talented i've That's seen jim impressions it's really awesome oh have you oh. i loved it oh nice <laughs> yeah i've nice. actually followed you like just sincerely as a fan for over 20 years wow like you wow. used to go to england with a bunch of guys bodie elfman i remember right. one of them another guy called tate rupert, tate rupert and you would do pal. these um live readings of books i was yeah. a kid <laughs> i loved them Oh. I remember you from them. I remember you from Apollo 13. I just always remember your scene in that, you know, in that oh, nice. film. Wow, and this is very friendly. Yeah, Thank no, you. I really do. And then you've been on like... I can't believe we haven't met before this. I know. Actually, I have met you. No, I, I've met you well, in there England, you go. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> it was a long time ago. And yeah. you've done the acting, but you've done acting in like some of the biggest TV shows in the world. That's Big true. Bang Theory, Two and a Half Men, Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Friends. Yeah, you were on Friends too. Friends, yeah, yeah. See, I missed that one. Which episode? Yeah. Right, and this isn't me, Jim. This isn't me just like Googling it. <laughs> I've watched those shows. Yeah, yeah. I remember you in yeah. them. Yeah. I remember him in yeah. uh, Big Bang Theory. Uh, absolutely, it's yeah. the minister. Of the that's wedding. right. Like, that's Jim Mesk, yeah, one that's of my right. favorite shows. Yeah. So that's what I mean when you, you just you show up everywhere. You're very productive. Thank so you. Awesome. Well, I, I don't stop. I mean, uh, you know, I have my mother as an example, Marion Ross, who played Mrs. Cunningham on See, Happy Days. Perfect segue. That was going to be my first question. <laughs> yeah, so I learned a lot from her, and uh, that was my exposure to Hollywood was through, you know, being her son and seeing what she went through. And, and my mother hustled a lot. She really worked hard. She had two kids. She was a single parent. Oh, wow. Uh, from the time I was eight. So I have a younger sister who's five, who's also in show business. Oh, great. Uh, what does she do, by the way? She's, uh, or she, well, she's a writer-producer. Awesome. Uh, a very successful one. Fantastic. Uh, but anyway, so I watched my mother, and, you know, she was 
it's I, I, as a I don't know, are you a parent? Do you have kids? No. Okay. So <laughs> We've I have, been married for two years. Oh, okay. Our anniversary is today. <laughs> All right. Well, sooner or later, then you may have have this wonderful experience of having a child. But we look but it's very to. demanding. You know, my wife and I, Tamara, we had a a, a child in 1990 who's now 27, and uh, wow. uh, we came out here when she was uh, from New York. We came out when she was about three, and, you know, uh, driving around, having a career, raising a child, it's tough for two people. Right. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And so I, you know, the longer I was a parent with a kid, uh, the more I realized, oh, my God, how did my mother do this? So you juggle a lot of bulls in there. Yeah, and, and you know, like I said, uh, I guess my only point is that I, you know, I observed what she did, and I, right. so I learned that you don't, wait around for something to happen you get right. very proactive and everybody now the whole planet's learning that now but right. but i was lucky enough to learn that at an early age that you know hey and, and the benefits of it you know right. it's not just drudgery it's actually kind of fun it's very liberating to go you know what i am going to generate some work for right. myself if you somehow. want something reach i'm going to create yeah i'm going to create a show i'm going to create a video i'm going to create something and i don't know where it's going to come from but something will drop in and i'll I'll get paid. <laughs> I love that. That's fantastic. Well, I was going to ask you about Marianne Ross because, yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I watched Happy Days as a kid. I did. Yeah. I remember that yeah. show. Yeah. You know, and it ran for like 10 seasons. It was like uh, the biggest show in the world. 11 was seasons. it 11 seasons? 11 seasons, yeah. yeah and she played Marianne, the uh-huh. mother, That's right. on the show. Um, do you have any like little tidbits or little stories or anecdotes of like being on the set or something like that? I'd sure, love to hear Sure, sure. Okay. Well, yeah. And, and Marianne, I should say, her book is coming out about her life next spring. Oh, it's What's gonna, it called? It's called uh, uh, My Life. Uh, no, sorry. I, I, it's so new, I, I've forgotten. It's <laughs> My Days, Happy and Otherwise so by Marianne Ross. The press. Oh, so. that's awesome. that's and I've just been reading the, uh, rereading the manuscript, so I'm, it's all fresh in my mind. And somebody interviewed me just the other day about the Thanksgiving show, and they were like, did you see the Thanksgiving show? I want to talk to you about that. And I'm like, oh, my God, I went online, I went on YouTube, and I found the Thanksgiving show. <laughs> and I watched, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember this. And, and, I, and now when I look at my mother, my mother just turned 89, wow. like two weeks ago, and we all went down and celebrated with her. And I look at her now, I look at her on happy days, and she's probably 45, you know, right. 50 years old. And I'm like, oh, my God, she's younger than me. Right. And it's super cute. And she's just, she also reminds me a lot of my daughter, uh, just genetically, and, and, and they have this, a very similar kind of playful spirit. So, and it's funny, too, because my daughter Taylor's a redhead. My mother was not uh she's a brunette but when she became marion cunningham ron howard's mother they dyed her hair oh is that right yeah so oh, that's it that's, a, so that's a tidbit because he's a redhead right he's a redhead and so they didn't dye his hair they dyed her hair because <laughs> so cool. he was kind of the star that's uh, definitely so yeah but mom was um you know this busy struggling i would say intent and never worried but and always I mean, there wasn't anything she was going to do other than be an actress. Right. She loved she it, right? She burned every bridge. I mean, there was no way. And she loved it. And she had had success since uh, from a very early age. And just she was just focused. Right. So when we were growing up, we just had periods where we just didn't have too much money. Right. And I don't know how she pulled us through. But, I, you know, she would get a commercial. And we'd go, ah. And we'd breathe a sigh of relief. And she would, she would work, you know. And um, so... But when Happy Days happened, it was a very slow growth. And I remember going to the set when I was probably 13. I remember going with my friend Danny Sternfeld. We went and visited <laughs> her at Paramount. And that was when it was just a single camera show. 
okay. within the first two seasons or whatever when, before they did it in front of a live audience you know they shot it like a right. like a movie or a standard show mm-hmm. and I, I remember you know the 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 kind of disappointing boredom of it all uh, you know when you How go to a film you, uh, 13 maybe oh wow <laughs> and you know you go to a film set and your reality on films is films is an exciting world things happen things explode people chase each other there you know people in exotic clothes and guns firing and and you get to a set and it's like the biggest waiting room in the world so true. right and, there's no, and if something happens you can't hear it anyway right because it's so far away and you have to be quiet and and so it's so disappointing in a lot of ways you're like uh, who would want to do this who would want to do this job and you, you do have to kind of suss that out and figure right. that out eventually do I really want to be in this environment? Because there's a hell of a lot of waiting. But anyway, I remember being on that set and, and waiting and looking and being quiet and having not that you don't want to break anything or touch anything, you know, and seeing, hey, this, look at this. This is fake. Hey, look, this fireplace is fake. And these things are fake. And, <laughs> and meeting uh, Tom Bosley and I met Henry Winkler and Ron. That's what I was going to ask you because I was obsessed with the Fonz as a kid. Yeah, you know, you, were the, the you weren't the only one. Everybody so you met was. The <laughs> yeah, and Henry was, I think when I met Henry, I seem to remember that he was an old man of, of 22. Wow. wow. I was like, you know, like I said, 13, 13 14 years yeah. old. And I met him, and he was very nice. And he was, this is back when you could smoke in a soundstage. Right. And he smoke was smoking. Everywhere. 20, yeah, 30 smoke 20, years Smoke anywhere. Ago. It's crazy. He's smoking, and I have the balls to say, uh, well, that's not very admirable. <laughs> oh, about smoking? Wow. Did you, you say, say that? that to as a 13-year-old like, oh, Probably the second thing I said to him <laughs> that's great. in my life. And he was like, you're right, you're right, it's not, it's, uh, you're right, that's a good point. He was, <laughs> he was very congenial, he was always a very friendly and diplomatic person and very kind to me, and always is, always is kind over the many years. And that's uh, great. I met Ron and Ron and Donnie and Anson and Potsy and Ralph, uh, you know, these characters, they were, they were young guys, and I remember Donnie Most was like, you know, he was just very excited, he was asking me a lot of questions. <laughs> Where do you go to school? How come you're not in school today? just very interested kind of but they were like 19 18 19 That's years old crazy. and and then it just sort of built up you know and became again you know a telling of the period uh television shows you know weren't yanked quite so fast uh, if they right. weren't uh, yeah. if they didn't find their audience now so it's so fast so it's fast like a, i mean you can have a series and yeah. then you do a season of the series everybody binge watches and then they pull the plug on and you're like okay that was fast, and um, uh, Happy Days was allowed to kind of ferment, I guess, or For a whatever, time. grow a, a, over a couple of years, and plot along, and yeah. and uh, and slow, and then it became a real phenomenon, and then it was like the biggest show on TV, and that was exciting. Yeah. Of course, it was also weird for me because I right. didn't. My only experience with my mother being on the television show was that oh yeah, well it became it becomes a big hit, and everybody knows who they are. And then you know, there's all these opportunities come, and and so I had a kind of a skewed, weird, warped view of what is this game, you know? Right. Um, and and I had my own feelings of uh, wanting to be an actor, but uh, not knowing how how to trust that or not. Right. Because uh, I want I like to perform, but I also was. Uh, suspicious a little bit and I, that was other people's viewpoints entirely so how did you start then as acting like what was well it took me a long roles? time I, I I had to kind of you know sort out a lot of stuff personally okay 
And um, I don't know how much you want to talk about that. But, uh, <laughs> hey, whatever you want to say. Yeah. That's I, the great thing about the podcast. It's casual. You can say anything. You yeah, want. yeah. <laughs> this is all about you, my friend. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, we're here at Celebrity Center, and I, I used uh, Scientology to sort out my difficulties. That's great. And I had, uh, you know, a lot of confusion about fame and about art and about what it means to be a performer. And I was able to sort those things out for myself before I even really put myself on the market. Which so that is good. helped you really do acting. Totally. Yeah. Because awesome. it helped me to figure out uh, really what I was trying to do. You know, I'm kind of like maybe like a lot of people. I like to know where I'm going before I leave. <laughs> I'm <laughs> like electricity. I like to complete the circuit before I actually leave the house. So, um yeah, once I had that sorted out, then I went, oh, okay, well, I'm, I must go to New York. I was living in Spain at the time, and I I, uh, I decided to go to New York. Because in L.A., I conceived, and, and this was actually pretty correct, that I would have a harder time getting started here in L.A. In Los Angeles. Yeah, because of the physical limitations of Los Angeles. In right. other words, there's too much space, there's too much time. Right. In New York, there's no space, there's no time. Everybody's late. You don't have any time to do anything. It's crazy. And everything's crammed. And like, here, look at this beautiful apartment. Wow, it's four feet wide. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love New so York. True. I would yeah. never live there. Yeah. No, it was, well, it turned out to be a good place to go to get started right. in a career in the arts. And I would meet people on the street. And I would have all kinds of adventures. And, and that is how I was able to really build a, a, okay. a very nice career. Uh, doing commercials and all the advertising is there and i would that's right see i see you in commercials as well yeah i, I used to have a very big commercial career it's how i really really got started yeah. and uh how i you know was able to you know buy my own place and and support my family and so that's forth that's great and less so now uh, commercials now it's a whole different market even right. people that work a lot don't make the kind of money they used to celebrities make of course a lot of money which is great and i can't wait to join their ranks officially <laughs> You're gonna get there. You I'm just keep working. Get, uh, I'm just gonna keep working. Keep my eye on the ball. I know I can do it. <laughs> so let me ask you about some of the because as I said, you had like guest spots and some of the yeah, best TV big shows. shows. Yeah, you know, like yeah, Big Bang Theory, mm -hmm. several others. I think. Can you yeah. tell me about any of those experiences? Some that were really well, Big fun Bang to you? Theory. Yeah, Big Bang Theory. I'd, I'd actually worked. I'd done a voiceover for them before, so it was like my second. Uh, job for them and I, I, I remember it's just, this is a typical story typical Hollywood story right I get this audition and I look at it and it's like the minister and I'm like oh, I don't know it's like three lines one joke I'm like I know how this is going to go because when you work on a sitcom they give you a part you, you get the part right and, and it's like two pages and you got a funny line and it's with the stars and by the time the week is over your funny line is gone your part is dwindled down to the barest minimum. And it's like, and, and, and then you, you wait to do that. And, and it's sort of soul-sucking after a while. Right. Because I, you're I like, can understand the, the reason I wanted this job is now gone. Right. And now I'm just, I'm just a hired gun and I'm doing it for the paycheck. So I'm sitting there in the room with all the other, I look in the room that everybody's auditioning for the minister and for another role. And I look at these tired old actors. I'm like, here I am in a room full of tired old actors reading for this part that will be half of this. And I had such terrible attitude, right. you know, just like, and then I knew I'm going to get this role because <laughs> right. I have such negative. a bad <laughs> attitude and I just, I'm not making any, any attempt to hide it. Oh. And I, I'm just being a total asshole about it. And, <laughs> and of course they called and they said, yeah, we, wanna, you, like, we definitely want to hire you. You just withdrew from it. Like I, I withdrew from it completely. I have no interest, which is a great way to audition. Yeah. I have no interest in this part. And then part. you got it. And then they called and they immediately hired me. And I went, oh God. <laughs> but to my pleasant surprise, the part 
that kept the funny line. It actually got a little bigger on the day. Right. And I was like, what's happening here? And also, it turned out to be the season premiere of the yeah, show. Right. I remember it. Yeah. So it had all this attention behind yeah. it. So then it was like, oh, no, I'm, I'm really glad I did this. Right. So it turned out to be, even though my jaded kind of, uh, you know, <laughs> negative attitude <laughs> was completely inappropriate. But, but hey, it got me the job. So. Oh, it was awesome. And the yeah. people were really nice, too. Right. They were very nice, as it is often the case with a really successful show. Right. Uh, like on Friends, this was the case, too. The stars and everybody, man, they're very confident. They've got a great show. It's been going a long time. Right. It's a breeze for them. It's the easiest thing they do in their day is this show. Which season were you? did you have a guest spot on? I don't remember. You don't remember? Five, six, I don't know. Like, we just rewatched the entirety of Friends. Like, that is a oh, show that Oh, season stands Friends? Uh, Friends, yeah. it was yeah, their, Friends. their last year. Oh, so it was like maybe the 10th year, 10th yeah. season. Yeah, well, towards the end. Love that I just show. got mm-hmm. in under the wire. And by that time, they were just, it was the easiest thing. Like I said, it's the easiest thing those people do. Right. The rest of their life is, is probably very tough in comparison. Right. But for them, they walk in. Everything is designed for them. They're making a million dollars an episode. Oh, that's and crazy. Everything, you know, every, God is great. Everything's fantastic. And the show goes like a breeze. You right. know? And you're like, it's almost as if you're being carried along. That must have been a joy to work on. <laughs> yeah, it was nice. Yeah. And it was different from other shows that I've worked on where they're like in their first or second season where people are looking around for, you know, a hatchet to fall on them or a <laughs> sandbag. Yeah. And I'm really nervous and second guessing everything and, and changing lines and worrying. And is this funny? Is this, should he stand here? I don't know. Should he wear a tie? Maybe he should wear a red jacket. I don't know. No, it's not funny. Who said that? Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and getting very worried. Yeah. And then you're just like, you know, you feel like you have 20 people directing you. And uh, but this show and and the Big Bang Theory very simple very easy very comfortable, and uh, just just nice folks. That's great. Yeah. Then you also had some spots on uh, Whose Line Is It Anyway, which I yeah. know you love, Danny, right? I love it. Yeah, yeah and yeah, the British TV. version. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, you were on the British version. I was on the British version. See, that's the one I watched. I didn't even know they had an American version, which apparently has run for years. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, because I grew up. It's watching the same that. producers, right? And they came over here and they they uh, did an American spinoff. Yeah, we had. I had an improv company that I was part of in New York. Uh, in the 90, uh, 80s and 90s. And <laughs> they were on the prowl for American improvisers. And um, they came to our theater in New York, and they uh, they plucked me and a wonderful performer named Christopher Smith, who's still my good pal, uh, up and said, we want to put you guys in the show. And we didn't know from the show. We didn't know anything about it. It was a British show. Nobody saw it. This is long before cable even. So we didn't have any kind of understanding of what it was. And... The kind of improv that they were doing, we sort of poo-pooed. Again, my terrible attitude. Uh, I have a, just a very nonchalant. That seems to have worked for you yeah, a few times. Yeah, <laughs> I think the more I, yeah, the more highbrow I get about things. But Christopher and I, we'd been doing improvised Broadway plays and all these. We'd been really with our group out there, really trying to a company called Interplay had been trying to really stretch the boundaries of improv. And then whose line was saying, "Do a funny country western song and make it rhyme a lot," and we we're like. We will, we will dumb down and do this show, you know, <laughs> and uh, and so we, but but we had no idea that, like the episodes that I did, I did maybe three episodes, and Christopher and I did. There's still people still watch them. They're right. still on, and uh, that show had tremendous impact, you know, on people, and you know, led to the American spinoff, which was even more successful. Well, so. my wife, you want you're 25 and. She loves that show. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know they really stand the test of time. Yeah, it's it's fun. I mean, I I see it and I still, 
I wish I don't know. I, I wish it was not so jokey and kind of crass. Right. Uh, I, I saw it again recently. I went to a recent taping. Same producer, same guy I'd worked for it. Oh, with the new reboot that they've done of it? Yeah, the re new reboot. Yeah, I watched the the American one, the older course, one with... Yeah. Um, uh, Drew Carey. Yeah, Drew Carey. And who's the hosting it now? It's uh, yeah, the actress. Animal, right? It's the same actress I was on Friends with, uh, coincidentally. Oh, gosh, I don't remember One of the cost of Friends? Or? Uh, no, well, she wasn't she was a she, she was Ross's uh, girlfriend. I can't remember oh. her name I right can't now. Remember yeah. her name Let's look that up. <laughs> but, yeah, okay. she's hosting it now, and she's very good. I don't know. I, I, I liked it, but I... I think again. I, I skew towards the theatrical. I skew towards things that are a little more. I don't know, a little more developed and, and less from the stand-up comedy. You know, like right. they, they're going for the joke. They're mm -hmm. going for the jugular, which I, you know, I totally understand. I totally respect it. It's just not my favorite thing. I totally got it. So, in terms of theater, what, what do you love about theater the most? What are some of the things of theater that really inspire you? Oh well, I, you know. I'm not doing a lot of theater right now. I have a one-man show that I do, which is uh, which is very entertaining. It's it's uh, impressions. It's called Jim Impressions. Jim Impressions. I've seen while. that. Yeah, it's and, phenomenal. And, and you uh, I love I loved it. <laughs> yeah. I laughed the entire time. Oh, I'm so glad. It was so great. It's a <laughs> lot of fun to do. I, I figured, you know, if as long as I can get a theater and uh, maybe a musician or a, a guest star or two, I can do my own stuff, and and people will have a good time, and I can entertain. Uh, people and I don't have to wait around for anyone's permission. I can talk about what I want to talk about, do the kind of impressions I want to do. George W. Bush, of course, big favorite <laughs> <laughs> on account of he was president. He was the president. Uh, not a, not just a California, <laughs> the whole, all of them, all fifty states, <laughs> including Puerto Rico. So yeah, this that's is awesome. I, I have to ask you about uh, this show. Impress me. Yeah. So uh, I don't understand this because I've. It, it was actually hard for me to find this, like eight episodes of it. You do it with Ross Marquand. Yeah. Um, there's some Very bits, hard to find. But there's a bit, Jim, that I think is pure comic gold. It's not just, and your impression is amazing, but your comedy is incredible. It's that scene where you're reaming that guy out yeah. over um, yeah. Gladiator, which is one of my favorite films. Oh my! I love that scene. I like. I shared it with a bunch of people. Oh, I've watched it several that times. One. It's okay. so funny. Yeah, I'm glad you like it. And yeah. people need to find this show. Well, it's, it's gonna on be Pop on it. Sugar. It well, it was on Pop TV, which was a, a, a is I guess a, still a, a channel. You have to sign up for it or something. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's hard to find. Hard to find. So it's not on there anymore. They've had the deal for a couple of years, and now I, it, we are on the cusp. I wish I could announce it tonight. But uh, it, we're on the cusp of it being actually viewable on a on a well-known platform. Excellent. I really hope so. I'm, yeah. It's like a hidden gem. Yeah, it just thank you. It. I've seen only a few clips of you and yeah. Ross. Obviously, I know Ross Marquand and you do from The Walking Dead. Big Walking right, Dead right. fan. Huge yeah. fan. But then I saw him doing a bunch of clips as impressionists. Well, Ross and I worked together on a couple of little projects you know, one student project, a web series, and I kept running into him. Right. And we got hired, and I'm like, oh, there you are again. We, we met on another thing. And I, just from kind of talking to him and stuff, I, we, we shared this interest in, in accents, and then, oh, you do impressions. Gee, that's really good, you know. And, and we even got together and met and said, we should think of something to do, you know. And we had lunch, and neither of us are writers, and so we didn't really <laughs> come up with anything. But then I got... There was another confluence where I got um, approached uh, by a guy named Ben Shelton, who had a series called um, uh, The Flip Side, a web series on Soul Pancake. 
And I looked at some of his older flip sides to see if I wanted to be part of this, and one of them had Ross in it. And it's a great series. So I said, yeah, sure, and we worked together. And then I said to Ben, I said, you know, you work with Ross Marquand. Maybe there's something the three of us could do together. We got together and, and had breakfast, and he listened to our – we had these little ideas that were kind of sketchy ideas about, well, maybe, you know, I don't know. I can't remember what they were, but – after listening to what we do for a living as impressionists, doing sound-alike stuff, doing audiobooks, doing voiceovers and animation, and, and, the, and the way that casting people treat us, and I don't know, there, was, there were particular things. He said, this is what the story is. It's about two guys that are living the lives that you have and, and, and you know, the ups and downs of making a living and so forth. And so he wrote this wonderful web series that then became a TV series called Impress Me. Now, Pops had it. Uh, and they aired it once, the full season, and then they sat on it for, I don't know, a year and a half, a couple years. In this great age of being able to find anything you want on television on, online, you can't find it anywhere. Just clips. Just clips. Yeah, which I've seen them all many yeah, oh, times. Oh, that's nice. Well, you'll, you won't wait till you see the show. <laughs> I'm telling you, the can't networks wait. need to pick up the ball because yeah. just the clips are incredible. <laughs> oh, thank you. I think you'll like it a lot. It's a story. And we had actually quite a few people that went on to do big things. Ross, of course, went on to The Walking Dead. Dana DeLorenzo, who is on Ash versus Evil Dead. So we had two people go on to the biggest zombie shows I've seen some of that, on yeah. TV. And uh, we had Melissa Villasenor was on a show or two, and she went on to Saturday Night Live. Piot Michael, who I brought on to the show, uh, someone I knew, an impressionist. He's just brilliant. And he uh, was on the new Mad TV Okay. Uh, for that season. I, I don't know if it's back or not. And, 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 you know, just a lot of really great working impressionists. That That's great. It was super fun. So I can't wait for you to see the whole thing. And I can't wait. I want to put you on the spot. But do you, do you remember the quote from Gladiator from Maximus? My name is Maximus Decimus Meridius, Captain of the Felix Legions, something like that. Should <laughs> <So, laughs> see Tony's face. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like a kid. That was good enough. I'll take yeah, it. Marcus Aurelius. Yeah. Emperor of the North. I will have my vengeance. I will have my vengeance in this life or the next. <laughs> Father to a murdered son, husband to a murdered wife, and I will have my vengeance in this life or the next. <laughs> and then two, there's two guys in that scene from Walk, oh. from Breaking Bad, too. There's J.B. Uh, Blanc. That's right. And uh, and uh, Matt Jones. Who plays, and it's uh, Jim, like, literally, Ross just, is, like, pulling, yeah, holding yeah. him back. And he's like, no, you do it like this. My, my daughter, my eight-year-old daughter <laughs> could do a better yeah. job than that. Yeah. It, it's uh, not, I'm again, you like Well, it's based on a true, th a true thing, thing that happens with impressionists is yeah. where, where we, we, you know, a lot of us do the same voices. And, you know, you hear somebody making a big fuss over somebody who does a, you know, okay, you know, I, I actually do that impression better. But <laughs> that thing happens quite a lot, and you're, you just have to kind of grin and bear it. And we thought, well, what if you just, what if you didn't grin and bear it? What if you're such an asshole that you're going to really <laughs> make fantastic. the other guy really wrong for it? So. I loved it. And after I watched those clips, I, that's when I searched for that show. So anyway, it, it was started as being called The Impression Guys. And the they impression changed, guys, it yeah, impress changed it to Impress Me. Yeah, changed it to Impress Me, yeah. So look out for that, people. Listeners, look out, look look out for out. that. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> All right, and then Danny and I, we followed you on American's Got Talent as well. Right. You were on one Such of the seasons. a good yeah. performance. Yeah. How well, was that you. like? That was a great was, uh, performance. Interesting experience. <laughs> <laughs> Again, this, this podcast is yours. Yeah. Unfiltered. <laughs> well, it just goes to everybody. Uh, yeah, you know, I, <laughs> yeah. I got approached and I said, really? I, I Why would I go on that show? And they said, well, a lot of people do it stand-ups establish people to uh, promote themselves. And I went, oh, okay, I understand that if it's right. about promotion. Because it seemed to me it was about amateurs. Right. right. But it's, it really isn't. It's about television. Right. 
and yeah. um, viewership. <laughs> viewership, and exactly. And I, I had a pretty easy time of it because I didn't have to wait in a lot of long lines and I didn't have to prove myself. I was able to submit videos and that made it a lot easier. And on and what I really wanted to do, I didn't care about winning because I didn't I don't like Las Vegas. I didn't want a room in Las Vegas. And the million dollars I found out is paid out over an extremely long period of time. Right, yeah. Forty years. I've, I've heard that. Oh my god, really? Forty years. <laughs> that's that's so twenty five grand a year. But it's I mean, all for entertainment. Yeah, as yeah you said. it's all for entertainment. So they're trying to construct a good show, and, and, and you did that very well. Well, thank you. I, I, Your I, stage I, presence was <laughs> really. You owned that stage. That's what impressed me the most. Oh. A lot of people go out there; they try to be interesting, but you were just interesting. Wow. Your 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 stage presence, <laughs> and you were. Just fantastic. And we well, were like, you. there's Jim Meskimen again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> again. I had to, re I remember this moment being backstage and really having to kind of go to sell myself on, okay, you, you're the next act. So you, you ready to do this? Is this what you want to do? Because <laughs> you know? it's like, it takes full commitment right? sure. and, and you can't be kind of waffling. And, uh, but it was very, uh, uh, you know, you talk about going out of your comfort zone. It's like, wow, this is really, my comfort zone is nowhere near here. It's I'm funny. To I've got to say, Jim, I almost find it humbling because you're someone who I think personally, from an exterior standpoint, you're hugely successful. You've been doing this for so long, but it, it's quite humbling to see that you're always kind of, you, know, you do kind of criticize yourself and you're always wanting to do better. And Well, I got to clear it with my, I got to yeah. be right about it, you know, and, and, and in that case, it was like, you know, it's a little like a, there is no room for any hesitation. You, right. you, I, we had a certain amount of time. It's a live television broadcast. And in the room at the Radio City Music Hall, there were 6,000 people. Right. Oh, wow. So it's like, it's I, I, this doesn't happen to me very often. It's a big audience. That's <laughs> the biggest audience, live audience. And I've they loved you. You got a standing ovation. Yeah, they loved it. So <laughs> that was we great. Were, yeah, and it was, loved it, it. <laughs> you know, it took a lot of concentration. So anyway, but uh, so that was good. It was a big win. And then, you know, when I was dismissed. Uh, <laughs> dismissed. <laughs> <that word. laughs> I really, I, I was thinking about this the other day. I was like, there was this gag I had that I didn't do, that I think for the rest of my life I'll be sorry that I didn't do what it. What was the gang? Well, wait, I noticed, like, I, you know, my daughter and I, and my wife, we would watch America's Got Talent and go, okay, now here's, see, this is when they have everybody up, and they, and now this is when they make them really stew while the audience, while they're waiting, uh, you know, uh, to be, are you going to be, when are you going to be let go? Mm. And I was like, you know, I want to put a stopwatch on this because it seems like a really long time that they're up there and the music is playing and, and now we will know in a few minutes whether, who will be the one going on to whatever. And I put a stopwatch on. I was like, it's 30 freaking seconds. <laughs> Half a minute. I'm like, holy crap. Wow. That's a long time to just let us sit there and sweat. And I was sort of like, man. You know, I resented it. And I'm like, you know what I ought to do? I think what I'll do is when, I, when it's me and I'm up there, I'm going to take out some knitting. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm going to knit during that time <laughs> that in front funny. of everybody. And then, and I, I had that in my mind to do. And then I got wrapped up in, you know, on the, on the day, that, that day, I'm like, I don't actually know how to knit. That <laughs> 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 probably wouldn't have worked. <laughs> I'd have to fake that for 30 minutes. It's 30 seconds. But I wish I'd done it anyway, because I think it would have been hilarious. And people go, you're the guy that knit. You, you were knitting. <laughs> well, you did great. And millions of people got to see you. So that's great. Thank you. Tell me about your um, like audiobooks, because you've done a ton of audiobooks. And yeah. I've listened to several of them. Oh, yeah. Well, I've done a ton. And you, yeah, I, I, I got introduced to it because I was lucky enough to direct this series of audiobooks by my friends uh, uh, at Galaxy Audio 
they own and control the fiction library of L. Ron Hubbard, who wrote extensively in the 30s and 40s and, and 50s. And um, he did everything, you know, Westerns and mystery and... Right. Um, everything. Everything. And, and beautifully, by the way. Right. He, he did some incredible stories. Final Blackout is one of my favorite books of yeah. all time. By yeah, Ron Final Blackout is, is tremendous. That's a, that's a long novel. And then yeah. he did tons of little pulp things that were shorter. He did ones that were like eight pages long. He did things that were like hundreds of pages long. And he wrote all his life. Um, and so I got the, the opportunity to direct basically almost, almost all of his That's uh, awesome. I didn't know fiction. you directed them. Yeah, directed them, and I performed in them as well. We did the multicast. We did them like an old radio show, so but with fun. new sound effects and new mixing techniques and music. And we got more and more ambitious as the projects got bigger right. and bigger. I went to one of those readings as well. Oh, did you? The you? live yeah, readings. I yeah. went to several. That was yeah. my introduction of you yeah. in the mid-'90s. Yeah, I've been involved with them for a really long time. It was fascinating. I, say, I, I like that uh that area of performance very much. I like the vocal area. I like how you can sort of paint a picture with your mind and with the voice and sort of create a mood and right. all that stuff and characters and weird characters. You play, that different you, always, characters. you play all and sorts you of different it. ones. Change it up all the time and send like <laughs> two or three other people. Yeah, I just dig it, you know, and people that love old radio and love that kind of performing. Anyway, I found and assembled a company of people that all love to do that. And we did just tons of, of stories together. And, you know, we've won Audi Awards and, and all kinds of awards for them uh, because uh, they're just damn good. And, and they really are. took a so lot of care with them. And, and to, to direct them taught me a lot. And I found that I, um, I was confident in that area, at least in the vocal realm, to direct. I mean, if I, I'm not up to that in, in you know, the, in the entirety for a film or a television right. show. I, I, it's I'm, a lot of work. That's, <laughs> I don't have the chops for that. I don't have the experience. But vocally... Mm -hmm. I, c I can handle it. I can I can help actors paint a picture with their voices and create performances and create something that, and it, and it turns out to be a lovely art form that people fill in with their mind. And right. so uh, yeah, we actually completed them all. We have uh, recorded all of L. Ron Hubbard's published fiction, uh, and it's not all released. It probably won't all be released for years and years. Uh, but Battlefield Earth was released. Um, Maybe it's two years ago now, and it's you know was a bestseller and won awards and and it's a beautiful production and still sells a lot and and yes. we've got more rolling out every year from That's now on. That's a huge on. achievement in itself, I think. Yeah, well, forty-seven and a half hours of finished <laughs> audio is yeah. a lot for people to listen to and and a great great story with music and sound effects and great performances. Mm, you do a lot of stuff, Jim. <laughs> I do a lot of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so look, I have to ask you about your impressions. Uh -huh. so, uh, you know, obviously, you do so many different things, but uh, you, your impressions are—I think you are like the best impressionist in the world, if not the best. Well, I and that's why I'm a fan of yours. <laughs> but, but, but seriously, Thank you. tell me who you think is better than you. Uh, well, there's—I know many great impressionists. So, uh, better though? Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, I—I—it—it's hard, <laughs> hard for me to on the hard for me to. I, I don't like to evaluate that way, I, you know, but I can. There are people, that, many, many impressions that right. I admire, and it's a it's a big art form these of days. Course. And there are lots of people you discover them on YouTube, and you go, "Wow, that's really great!" Or, or you know, this guy does this voice terrific. Uh, Frank Caliendo is terrific. Ross Marquand, one he's of the incredible. reasons why we became friends because he's terrific. Piot Michael, um, and Jim Meskimen, uh, and Jim Meskimen. <laughs> How many can you do? You know, I don't know. It fluctuates like the market. I, I, I you know. For, for various reasons, uh, you know, I'm always adding on. I'm always, my agents are sending me stuff every day. Like today, I got two or three voices. Can you do this? Can you do this voice? Uh, we're trying to match this. 
So there are an infinite amount of voices out there almost because there's everybody that's ever existed and, and people in show business. Um, so you can do a lot. That's really the answer. Well, I can do I can do a lot. And I, I have a particular timbre. I have a particular range that I fit into. Um, so, like, I, I'm, I'm not great at, at very, very deep voices or very, very high voices. You okay. know, I, I can't do some of these. A lot of the stars today are in their 20s. It's very hard for me to hit that because that's a very particular right. crisp, wonderful, youthful sound that is always going to be easier sense. by a person. And I used to do them a long time ago but i can't do them anymore and then there's certain people whose imitations you don't want to do anymore right sure. i agree <laughs> uh you know like recently i mean i worked on a film with kevin spacey this year and kevin spacey was a big part of my <sighs> he was routine. one of my favorite actors it's such a it's, nice drag. it's a big disappointment big i agree disappointment. i agree and before that bill cosby was always people were always imitating bill cosby i was gonna say robin yeah. williams was part of, for different reasons robin williams became kind of not now it's sort of okay to do robin williams you can do but robin first williams. well yes i can and i did i have uh but for a while there it meant something completely different when you suddenly God bless him. Uh, brought out I your Robin Williams impression. impression. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> okay, everyone, just close your eyes and just. <laughs> yeah. know, Literally, it, it makes me want to close my eyes and just. <laughs> really? Well, it's radio, so it's, it's doing it all for you. Oh, that's yeah. true. <laughs> Mork and Mindy. Yeah. When I went to your show, one of the things I have to just say that that blew me away. I'm originally German, oh. and I um I really don't like when people attempt to do German accents and they sound right. either way overdo it or uh -huh. they way underdo it. And you did like a German professor at the Jim Pressions, and I loved it. Wow. It was spot Can on. You Can you do it? Do you remember it? I, I don't remember it, but I, you know, for me, I like uh, Christoph Waltz very much, who is a German. I believe is a German. I'm not entirely certain Austrian. where he's from. Austrian? Well, that's, that's completely enough. different. We <laughs> more like uh, Sorry, Arnold Jim. Schwarzenegger than I suppose. But, um, Austrian. <laughs> yeah. But uh, also, this, yeah, this is a sort of there German you voice that you hear quite often. I've actually had to do it uh, for commercials and other things. So for me, it's uh, I enjoy. Yeah. What commercial is that? That's right. I remember seeing you. Sprint. I did That's for right. Sprint. Right. Yeah. yeah. There's a director that always hires me to play German. So and God bless <laughs> That's him. So good. Uh, yeah. That's so Randy Crawman, if you're out there, I mean, let's work together again. So <laughs> I, I want to ask you then, uh, like how this is a stupid question. I guess not, but how do you actually learn or formulate doing these impressions? Like, you know, I'm just interested. You know, like there's things you know how to do very well and automatically. Right. I have always been interested in the voice, and I like to entertain. So um, I learned from my mother again that 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 you could imitate people. I mean, That's she awesome. would imitate voices and do uh, characters and stuff. Really and so I observed that, and I realized, well, that's fun. And when you know something's fun, then you kind of like to do it in your spare time. And I. I I like to observe people and see how, how they are and to kind of, you know, be them, which is what acting is. It's being another person, right? right. So, um, and, and then I, I used to record myself and, like you know, once you, you know practice? you can make people laugh, I have practice, I yeah. do. Like if I'm at home and nobody's around and I'll suddenly just sort of talk like this and sort of figure out what am I doing? I have no idea. It's, <laughs> I'm really hungry right now. There's absolutely nothing good in British the house. <laughs> Thank you. you know, I mean, I practice it. so that I, I'm British and I don't even sound British in my family anymore. <laughs> no, I know. You've been, <laughs> I've been here for nearly 20 years. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's what's happened. Where is your family from? Uh, from England. Yeah, yeah, but where in England? Like Sussex. Okay, yeah, Sussex. Yeah. Okay. Born and bred. Yeah. Yeah. That's where I grew up. So yeah. you, didn't you spend some time in uh, England recently, actually? Yeah, I was there over the summer. We were doing a, the St. Hill Artist Festival. So That's I was right. there. They do a whole arts festival. We, we taught. There. We were teaching. My wife and I were teaching uh, theater and improv. She has a theater school, the Acting Center. 
so we brought we were invited to come over and um, and train people on this particular kind of acting technique and then we used the opportunity once we were over there to go to Edinburgh which I'd never been to before my favorite oh. city yeah it was great Princess Street Edinburgh is one of my favorite places you love it loved it we have haggis? great weather had no haggis <laughs> every time someone said have you had haggis yet I said yeah I just had it earlier so, <laughs> shortbread <laughs> yeah shortbread, shortbread of course okay, shortbread it's delicious a little a wee dram we had <laughs> a few things it was lovely but mostly just walking around looking looking at all the buildings and taking pictures and, and admiring it and and i really liked the um we were very lucky because i don't know people said you should go to edinburgh with your show and i'm like I, yeah it sounds good i mean but i don't know what it's like you know i needed to kind of right and I, I had an image of what it was like totally it was threw it out yeah because yeah, it's so massive yeah, yeah it really is, is thousands and thousands of shows and uh, so I, i'm glad that we went because I, I i don't know if i went there I, with my show i'd love to do it but i now i'm a little more prepared right because you know we we were like well we'll what shows are we going to see my wife would say well what what shows will we see i was like i, I really don't know they give you a, a schedule that is like the rhode island phone book it's like <laughs> there's so much in there you're like oh, and where is this place so we would half the time go all right uh let's see this head on down the street look for the sign not find it we're running out of time someone would say here and hand us a flyer and say i'm performing in five minutes <laughs> you yeah, are okay right. we'll go and see your show and it would be great and it would be an amazing show that we never would have picked out or, you know and had no production value whatsoever but it was like so much fun yeah and uh it was very inspiring we saw several shows that way that were like here i'm doing a show or my totally group is doing a show totally spontaneous i think you do great there you yeah really I think it would be fun. they do a, a yearly comedy festival where they have so In many Edinburgh? yeah a oh, yearly really? comedy festival that's actually i randomly went up there when it was going and I didn't know and there were just the streets were blocked off there were yeah. shows and everywhere and, and I this I is separate from the fringe festival yeah, yeah and I saw the um the um this 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 amazing improv group called the noise next door which is the what got me next door yeah, yeah they got me good. really into watching impressionists and improv yeah. and all yeah. of that so you do amazing there thank you really cool was, well I, I had a great time it was really life-changing Great How are we doing people. on time, Jim? Uh, we're doing fine. It's um, 6.30 almost. Okay, yeah, good. I mean, a little bit more time, but you have so many questions and so little time to do it. And mm. Well, look, I am Tony the Movie Guy, so I did want to ask yeah, you. Movies, yeah. Yeah, I just want to ask you, like, what are some of the, your favorite films, directors, mm. or f movies that inspire you of any oh. genre? I'd love well, to hear. Oh, okay. Well, my favorite movie is, uh, well, I, I mean, it's hard to pick a favorite movie. As of course. Knows. It's so, but among my question. favorites are... <laughs> Uh, they're pretty much all black and white. I love To Kill a Mockingbird. It's mm. the first movie I remember seeing. Fantastic. And it's still m is moving as Gregory hell. Pat, it's so yeah. great. Scout. Yeah. Just a, a great, great film. And Beautiful. I love uh, The Third Man is a Orson movie that Wells. I love, uh, which Orson Welles is in. And was I think it's directed by Carol Reed. That's got a lot going for it. Uh, I, I'll always watch that if that's on. A movie I was in, I admire very much, is Apollo 13. Mm -hmm. That's another it. one where I, I saw it recently. Um, we watched it uh, at the Acting Center, and it was like, wow, this is this is a really good film. Stands the good, test of time. Absolutely. Film. It's a modern classic. I, I yeah. absolutely consider modern it a modern classic. classic. Yeah, and that was a fun experience, too. I really enjoyed it. I worked on the film for a month. I'm part of Mission Control, and I learned a lot. And you know, It was a big movie, and it was really, really cool to be part of it. That's, that's awesome. The one I'm 
I'm most proud of, I think. Any other like more modern films that you've <laughs> really enjoyed? No, no, that's uh, okay. Yeah. I love a lot of the golden you know, oldies. I, I'm just coming to mind is uh, Woody Allen's uh, Midnight in Paris. Was it the oh, one of my favorites? Oh, we love that movie. Yeah. Honestly, I've only seen maybe five or six Woody Allen movies, and that film, to me, is one of my favorite movies of all time. For me, it's the culmination of, of so much in his career, and it's like all the best of Woody Allen jammed into one movie, mm -hmm. uh, even excluding his persona, which is you know represented by Owen Can Wilson. Can you do Woody Allen? Of, of course, you know, but I mean, I mean the <laughs> exciting thing about the film is that you, nowhere do you see Woody Allen at all, except you know the much younger version. Which drives me crazy about him. I've said that before. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the way how jittery he is. He's, well, that's his persona. You know? I mean, he's so actually well not that way. He's, 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 he's actually a very you know calm and contemplative person, but uh, you know exaggerates it for the. For the motion pictures, and and I like that we just saw uh, watched again the Hudsucker Proxy, which is a Coen Brothers film. I don't know if you've seen I've that. I've heard lately. of it. I haven't seen it. Well, that's another film like Oh Brother Where Art Thou, which is I oh. just smile throughout. I just smile Love that throughout the whole movie, and I there's so much to admire about it, and uh, I, I on the strength of that seeing that movie a couple of weeks ago, which. I don't know, I think Tamara uh, had assigned it to her students to watch or something, which is why we watched it again. I forgot how much I liked it. And then I was like, oh yeah, the Coen Brothers are just amazing. And so we went, uh, I, when m my wife and I wanted to go to the movies last week, I said, well, let's go see Suburbicon because I think mm, that's yeah. a Coen Brothers George Clooney script and, and George Clooney, uh, Clooney and I've, I've worked with George Clooney and I, I like him, I like his films, and let's go see that. And we were so disappointed. Yeah, <laughs> it just yeah. doesn't, well. it just doesn't, it's not um, the tone changes right. mm. too much, and, and it's yeah. just flawed. It's just flawed. Yeah, There's good things in it, but it just doesn't stick together, all the right? Time, I guess. So. Yeah, but 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 Hudsucker Proxy, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? I think which George Clooney is I'll have in. I have to check out that first one. Hudsucker, Hudsucker Proxy. Yeah, oh yeah, Tim Robbins stars in a ja Jennifer Jason Lee, and oh. uh, uh, marvelous, marvelous Paul Newman. Mm. Fantastic. And uh, yeah, and I, I worked with Paul Newman once. I worked with Tim Robbins once. Uh, I worked with Charlie Durning, who's in that movie. So, uh, but it's a it's a delicious uh, a film in the style, a very uh, honest duplication, faithful duplication of a movie from nineteen movies from nineteen thirties, nineteen forties in America, but with just a little bit of the humor of looking back on that period and exaggerating it slightly, and uh, it's freaking brilliant. That's fantastic. That's awesome. Well, I think we're winding down, right? So, sure. Did you have a, well, look, since it's our did second year. I do year, enough impressions for you? I don't feel like I do. I, I really well, that's want the, to. That's hold on. What I was going to ask is, you love Colin Firth, right? He does Colin Firth. Yes. Well, she loves quite a Colin big Firth. difference, unfortunately, between me and Colin Firth. But uh, Closing my eyes. Uh, closing her eyes. Well, good. My that wife that will help illusion. <laughs> and what's marvelous about Colin Firth to me is that he is so charming and uh, so hesitant. We're Still all closing our eyes. <laughs> uh, delightful voice, delightful voice. Robert De Niro, of course, I've also done many times, with, you know, with this and that. And uh, he's just, uh, you know, <laughs> back, you know, it wasn't too long ago. Nobody did this impression. Now it's very common, so big deal. We also do Harvey Keitel. Harvey Keitel still. Uh, Nobody yeah. does Harvey mean Keitel. Streets. Mean Streets, sure, sure. Reservoir Dogs. Reservoir Dogs, very important See, thing. I'm old school. Al Pacino, yeah. all those. Al Pacino, wow. Al Pacino, exactly, yeah. He's terrific as well. Um, what I do is I do like, um, I like to imagine the conversations with these people. So I do a podcast where I, I actually have a conversation with celebrities, one celebrity 
or you know at a time or sometimes Where two or three at a that? time you find on my, my youtube channel which is very uh and what's it called it's called jim eskimen awesome yeah yeah just go put in my name in, on youtube and you'll find it. i've got the the jim eskimen live celebrity podcast this last week i interviewed uh, buster keaton famous uh, sound film star buster keaton about the the Twitter trending oh, thing, and yeah. you know, and I've I've interviewed <laughs> lots of people. It's fun for me. I I met, I can hear my their voices in my head, and so I have a conversation. I script it, I record it, and I interact with them. And Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson, absolutely. I called. Uh, uh, Jack Nicholson called me on my birthday one time, uh, in my show, and uh, it was very moving. <laughs> so good. So good. Sean Connery. Sean Connery, sure, as well. He's a very uh, sophisticated and uh, marvelous. Is he still alive, by the way? Yes, he is. God bless yeah. him. God bless <laughs> him. There was a rare sighting of him so, on like TV recently. Right. <laughs> well, like polo. Very, very handsome, game. bald man. I admire him a lot. All right. Well, I think we're wrapping up. Any more you guys want? The girls are loving this. <laughs> that was brilliant. I know. So I just good. can't think of any. Yeah. Like Christopher Walken. Christopher Ooh. Walken, of course. I just uh, recently recorded a story that I wrote uh, called. Uh, Tony, the Easter pumpkin for Halloween, <laughs> which I read as Christopher Walken. And it's, you know, the, the most difficult thing about doing a Christopher Walken impression is stopping doing a Christopher Walken imagine. impression because it sticks with you like gum on your shoe. <laughs> <laughs> which one are your favorites? Like, do you have any personal yeah, favorites? I like them all. I, I like, you know, I like, uh, you know, people ask that a lot. That's a very common question. And I, I, I don't know how to answer it except that I like. I like to be able to change my 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 voice to suit what I would have to say. Right. So uh, one of the one of the frustrating things about being a child was that they always wanted you to just be yourself. Right. And mm. I always felt like I don't know why, but this just hurts. <laughs> 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 I can't wait to be able to be whoever I want to be. Well, that's awesome. Look, I love your impressions, but I do mm. want to say, I mean, you're extremely talented across the board. Thank you. I mean, you really are, and you're also just such a great guy. It's such a pleasure to meet you and talk to you. We're shaking shaking hands hands now. Across the podcast. (laughs) You can't see it, but I just shook his hand. He's got a a firm, manly grip, slightly moist, but very powerful. Yeah, well, we're in a small room. (laughs) (laughs) So is there, um, do you want to tell people where they can find you, Jim? Yeah, find me on YouTube. That's the best way. I also, you know, www.jimmeskimen.com. That's my website. But my YouTube channel, uh, I put stuff up multiple times a week, uh, all kinds of creative things. So you can find a lot to entertain you, including my my big hit uh, Shakespeare and Celebrity Voices, which is, awesome. is still going strong. And uh, that's probably the easiest way to find me. My wife's acting school is the Acting Center. That's uh, www.theactingcenterla.com. That's the best acting school in the world. Tell us about that. Real well, quick. it's basically an acting school where you drill and practice uh, acting technique uh, without being criticized or evaluated for that it. Sounds like a and dream. It's <laughs> the only school of its kind because every other school, uh, to some degree or greater degree or lesser degree, has someone telling you why what you just did was wrong or not quite right or almost there or, gee, I wish you'd done this. And it's actually the wrong way to teach acting. Uh, I'm, after agree. many years of experiencing all kinds of different instruction, I'm, I'm very, uh, very set in my ways on that. Anyway, Tamara started this school. It's a great school. A lot of we've had Academy Award winners. We've had uh, beginners, all kinds of people, working actors go there. And they work. They work the whole time. Uh, there's not a lot of blah, blah, blah about what you just did or what would have been better or next time what you ought to do. It's like just work, work, work and drill, drill, drill. That's fantastic, man. Yeah. It's in Sherman Oaks, California, and uh, people come from as far away as South Africa and New Zealand and Australia to study there, so it's worth it. 
Yeah, and we'll absolutely promote it at the end of the podcast yes. as well. We'll let everyone know where yeah, they can find it. Yeah, please yeah, do. It's a great place. Very so. friendly. Very friendly. And I do my show there too, so. Awesome. Well, I yeah. think that's all the time we have. This yeah. is such a Thanks pleasure, for, Jim. That was very kind and generous. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, and you're welcome back anytime on the show. Good. Definitely. Tomorrow, same time tomorrow then. I <laughs> <laughs> love Sounds it. <laughs> Sorry, one last impression before you go because yeah? we can't have enough. Eyes closed. Imagine it. Who is it? Anyone you want. Oh, anyone I want. Your favorite. Okay. <laughs> he doesn't like that question. Uh, let's see. I, I'm, I'm like you. Do I'm you like do any women? Do you? I mean, I know. I do Ariana Huffington, but she's not well known probably to your audience. But she's of Greek extraction and has a beautiful accent. Meryl Streep? <laughs> no. Meryl Streep, yeah. <laughs> I'm doing Meryl Streep right now, doing me. It's very tricky. Very That's tricky. awesome. Is there any. Oh, is there any others you can think of? Well, I, could do, I could just end with Morgan Freeman and say oh, that it's been course. a great, great pleasure. And I wish you a lot of luck, and I hope your audience has a wonderful, wonderful day filled with joy and good fortune. We love you, Jim. One last one, Michael Caine. Michael Caine, fine. So, right, well, Michael Caine has got a certain uh, rhythm, doesn't he? And he's got now at this point in his life and his career a certain gravitas. And uh, we all should be as charming and as well-mannered and well-bred as Michael Caine. Oh, can we keep you forever? <laughs> Seriously, so entertaining. <laughs> All right, we're going to wrap up. Jim, thank you so much. You bet. It was thank such you. a pleasure. Open your eyes. So Open your much. eyes. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to another new episode of Tony the Movie Guy, the podcast. I hope you enjoyed listening to that podcast as much as we did recording it. Jim, you are such a pleasure and it was so fun having you. Just a reminder, you can follow him on Twitter at Jim Ross Meskimen. You can find him on YouTube. He has a whole YouTube channel with all these great things that you just need to watch all of. Um, and that is at Jim Meskimen. And also, you can find him and his wife's acting school at theactingcenterla.com. And just a reminder, you can also find us and all of our social media at Tony the Movie Guy on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can also email us at Tony the Movie Guy Podcast at gmail.com. And my final and weekly reminder to please leave a five star review on iTunes. It's incredibly helpful for us. We do want to get out there, we want more people to listen to us. And that is one way to really ensure that that happens so we can keep on making more podcasts and share with your friends. Don't forget, if you enjoy listening to Jim this week, please share this episode with your friends. And I'm sure they'll be just as entertained as you are and we were recording it. All right, everybody. Have a good week. See you next time. <laughs>